0: Welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the word of God. Well,
1: let's take our Bible today. Can we receive this word? Let's stand and we're going to confess this word. Praise God. In faith, believing that this is my Bible. Amen. This is my Bible. I believe what it says. I believe I am who it says I am. I believe I can do what it says I can do. I believe I have what it says I can have. And now I'm about to receive the incorruptible, the ever-living, the never-dying, the seed of the word of God. My mind is alert. My heart is open, and as a result, I'll never, ever be the same again, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, last week, um, I entitled the message, Listen to the Voice. How many weren't here last week? Listen to the Voice. that missed that. I encourage you, if you haven't, well, it's not actually up on podcast yet, so it'll be coming out. Once that comes out on podcast, um, please listen to it. And if you were here, I'm encouraging you, listen to it again, because it's so important as how we listen, how we're led, and how important that is, so, so that we can all go forward together, listen to that. We're led by the peace. We're led by the Holy Spirit and how he leads, and that we can hear his voice. So, amen. So this, this message I've entitled, Go Forward go forward. Hallelujah. And uh, it's a message to the house. It's a message to BCC at this time. And it's a time for the church to move forward in the plan and the purpose of God. Let me say that again. It's a time for the church worldwide, but this house to move forward in the plans and the purposes of God. Amen. Last week we talked about listening and it's so important that we hear God so that we hear what he says so we can obey. If we're not hearing or we're not hearing correctly, how are we going to obey? So once you hear, then you have to obey. And it's the same for anybody who's a good leader. It's the same for anybody. If you're a good leader, if you're a good pastor, you've got to be a good follower. You've got to be a great follower of the Lord. Whatever he says, you're going to hear and you're going to obey. You have to have the voice of the Lord and a leader and a pastor, any of the fivefold, anything that God, ministry that God has entrusted to somebody, you have to be courageous to go forward and obey him. It's part of leadership. And uh, pastors need to be able to hear the voice of God. Obedience is required by leaders. I would say obedience is required by all of us, but particularly leaders, it is uh, required And um, if a leader is not obedient, then there's words, there's plenty to say about that. and There's plenty of examples throughout the word, but God will have his way. And if that leader is not obedient, the Lord will deal with that leader or that pastor who's not obeying what they've been asked to say or to do. Amen? So I want to be obedient. I want to be a leader and a pastor who hears, who gets what the Lord is saying, and who is obedient, and um, I have promised the Lord that in my life personally, and then as I went into ministry, and I've done that a number of times now. Um, all through the Bible, you see Noah, Abraham, others, they obeyed the Lord. They obeyed what he said. You know, Moses went up the mountain. You can read around in Exodus. I don't have time to go through all the chapters. Around the Exodus, around the chapter 29, 30, right up to about 35, 36 there, but Moses went up the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, and he got the plan of God. And once he got the plan of God, he came down with a vision and the plans to create the tabernacle in the wilderness. Anybody know that account? Remember that? He got the tabernacle. He got all the specifics and everything. But notice there, it was one man went up the mountain. He had to go up. And he got the vision, and he came down. As I've heard recently, I think even and it was Prophet Clem Ferris, when I was talking to him recently, he said leadership is uh, a, somebody who's a lead position, lead pastor, it's a solo act. They go up the mountain, they hear from God, they spend time praying and fasting and getting what God has. And that's what I've been doing. This week I took more time out to pray and I've been praying and fasting all week. I'm going to continue to do that because I so know that this is a time for this house now to move forward. We've gone through a time, you know, a transition time of me coming in, a transition time of the death of our senior pastor, our beloved, my father and senior pastor. And that is not easy for any church. Transition's not easy for any church, because with transition brings change. With new leadership, it brings change. You know, in an organization and you get a new CEO, it brings change in any organization. If, you, you know, if it's, if it's um, in a school and you get a new headmaster, it brings change. I'm, I'm a governor in the board, board of Governors in Bangor Academy, and I was one of the ones who selected the present principal. And I loved the outgoing principal, but we carefully selected the incoming principal, and we had different tick boxes and things. And once he was selected, he came in, and the school that was already starting to do well has has just taken off and's doing so much better. But I tell you, it's been changed, and there's been different people. There's you know there's there's um, different teachers have come and gone. Some have retired, others have moved on to other schools, different positions. There's been a new team that he's formed. Um, it brings wherever you are. It brings change. Any in business that you're, if, if a new person comes in, it's change. So transition always brings change. Say that to your neighbor. Change. And not always everybody likes change. Some people can embrace change easier than others, and others hate it. You know, it's okay to be real. If you hate change, just acknowledge, I don't like change. But change still has to come. And if you're an embracer of change, then say, well, I do like change. But be honest, you don't need to hide stuff like that. But let's be honest with one another. Change is difficult. And, um, but uh, right, uh, the, the leader of that organization, or right now we're talking about a, a pastor in a church, um, or they have to go. They have to go up like Moses did, up the mountain, spend time with God, get his plan, get his purposes, get his timing, and come down and then give that to the people. Amen? So every vision is a plan that comes from where? We're talking about church. We want our plan and our vision to come from heaven, don't we? We want it to be lined up with the word. We want it to be lined up with what God has. Habakkuk 2 in verse 2 says, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. Why? So that he may run who reads it. So whenever a leader gets the vision, and here we are building on the vision that was established by my father and supported with my mother and the eldership team, this is a new time in this house. I prophesied that out last year. I prophesied that out in February. Remember, we did prayer and fasting a week, prayer and fasting in end of September of last year, and very clearly. We came out with that scripture, and it was clearly, it was a new time in this house. But God doesn't act quickly, and he doesn't act all of a sudden either. And February then, again, that prophetic word came out as I was standing here, that this is a new day in this house. Hallelujah. And what does that mean? It means we build on what's already been established, but we move forward to the next leg of this house and the vision for it amen so moses had gone up the mountain he came down the mountain he declared that vision to the people and what did the people do it says they responded again for time's sake i'm looking up exodus chapter 35 verse 21 3521, the New King James Version, it says, Once he came down, he shared the vision, he talked about the tabernacle, he talked about specifics, it says, and then, then everyone came whose heart was stirred. Everyone came whose heart was stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing. Amen. And you know that included the leaders, that included all the remember there was leaders of tribes, of the twelve tribes, all different leaders. And they have leaders of, you know, fifties and a hundred and thousands and so forth and tens. So it included all the leaders, but everybody whose heart was stirred and everyone whose spirit was willing. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting because they were creating that tabernacle of the time. They brought all these gifts and gold and read it, read it for yourself. It's a great read to read that and be knowledgeable of it. And for all its service and for all the holy garments, they brought, they were willing and they brought, amen? They were bringing, they were recognizing, oh, well, the man of God has gone up. He's heard from God, come down. The glory was in his face, if you read that. And he, he's saying, this is what the Lord has said. This is what we have to do. Now, whoever is willing and obedient, stand with me. And they brought, they brought the offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting. Praise God. So that's, that's the way vision works. God gives vision to a man or a woman. And they come, they declare it to the people. And the Lord adds to them, gives them faithful, faithful willing people, people of a faithful heart. Faithfulness is so important. It's talked about much in church. Pastor John talked about it a lot. Faithfulness, because... You cannot build with people who are not faithful. It just cannot be done. The Lord spoke much about that. About he who is greatest in the kingdom. Let him be your servant. Hearts that are willing to serve. Hearts that are faithful. If they say they're going to be there. They're going to be there. And if for any reason they're not there. They're going to let you know why they're not there. They're they're faithful in whatever they're asked to do. Whether that's by the Lord. with leadership. uh, Just faithful. They're going to show up faithful is showing up praise the lord so um god wants a faithful people and you are a faithful people and you're a willing people and you're a great people to be able to lead and it's been my privilege for my father to be able to hand over the the pastor to me and for me to be able to lead you out it hasn't always been easy if i have to confess it hasn't been easy for everything that we've had to journey through but i thank you i thank god for his strength God in me and his strength, it's God. You know, he is the great shepherd. Do you know what I am? I'm an under-shepherd under him. So I ask, Lord, what do you want? What do you want for the house today? What do you want? What word do you want? Who do you want in the pulpit? And I go through listening. And then I go through, okay, uh, saying yes. And some things taking more time testing. And that's the way um, that I, I do that. I and mean, we should, we're listening to the Lord. Hallelujah. But he is the shepherd. He is the pastor. Holy Spirit is the pastor of this house. Amen. I take my orders from him. I take my orders from him. And you know, I am, I'm also submitted to outside counsel. Prophet Clem Ferris um, is one of those. I've taken counsel of him a lot recently. And over the last number of years, even as Brian and I went out to start and plant Kingdom Harvest, he, he was with us, journeyed through us through that time. And as I was coming back in, he's journeyed with us in that. And um, Clem Ferris, you all remember Clem, we had him in recently last year. Clem um, was telling us he is now on the board. Um, he is, he's helping, he, he walks with a lot of apostles, so it's prophets and apostles working together, and then they oversee a lot of church plants. And right now he is overseeing 10 you know, different churches and church plants. So to have somebody with that wisdom being able to spoke, be spoken into my life is great. And there's other people that God is bringing through. The Global Church Network, as I've told you before, the leaders we're getting to meet, you know, Pastor um, the Morocco's that came in lately, pastor james morocco his wife uh colleen and the daughter um pastor janelle i mean what caliber of people they are and just you know we just soaked so much up brian and i they were just pouring so much in we had a leaders meeting here and that's actually one of the things that pastor janelle was talking about to the leaders look for faithful first of all faithful person a second of all loyal person you can be faithful but not loyal like you've got to find people that are faithful, and then they're loyal to you. And then thirdly, fruitful. You can have a faithful person, she said, and you can have a loyal person, but they're not fruitful in their place. So you look for those three things, and then you promote. So, so just to have that strength, they're brilliant in leadership, and so forth, and... Um, other people, Pastor James, Dr. James Davis, who heads out the Global Church Network, God's just brought him alongside, and he's just so personable with all the pastors and the people that he knows, and it's just tremendous. So I tell you, this house is really safe, really safe, okay? Um, so willing and obedient, faithful hearts, and willing and serving As I say, the word says, he who is greatest in the kingdom is a servant. Let him be the servant of all. Joshua was another one that we know. It's called to lead. And he he was called to lead boldly and courageously. And the plan and the instructions that God gave to Joshua were to divide the promised land. They were to go into Canaan, divide the promised land as inheritance to give to the different tribes of God's people. And that was his instruction. That was the plan he was to follow. And, um, but even though God had promised, he said, that land is yours, Canaan's yours, we know there was giants in that land. We know that the first place he went to, the wall cities of Jericho. And we know there was many battles as he took that land. And every battle had a different strategy. So, God will give an overall plan, but then there's very specifics as you go in the plan as well. So, um, I wasn't sure if I'd have time, but we'll have time. Let's look to turn to Joshua 1. You know, Joshua, he was given faithful, willing people, and he was given great leaders to be able to go in and conquer that land um, with him. First one, it says, now it happened after the death of Moses, a servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. And even in this house, that's so applicable to us because our senior pastor has passed on He's in glory. He is rejoicing. He's already met Moses. The Lord told me that just shortly after he died. It was, I think it was the next day or the, I've written it down somewhere. But within a few days, the Lord said, your father's already met Moses. And he'd met a few other people. And you know what? He's itching to tell you what he already knows. And that was just that. <laughs> itching to tell you what he already knows. So hallelujah. You Cannot be, wait to be re- reunited with him. Um, So, Moses, the servant of the Lord, is dead. Um, The Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant. Moses, my servant, is dead now. Therefore, arise to take his place. And, um, you know, that word arise there, it means get up, be ready for action. Let me see what that, in the Hebrew, it actually says, the Hebrew word for arise means get ready to fulfill a command. So Joshua, get up, arise, get ready to fulfill a command. Joshua was under orders of the Lord. Moses was under orders of the Lord. I am under orders of the Lord. Every pastor is under orders of the Lord. Therefore arise to take his place, cross over the Jordan, you and all this people into the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. I have given you you every place in which the sole of your foot treads just as I promised to Moses. And that's a wonderful promise. Everywhere they put their feet, they were already given that land. And we can apply that to us, to ourselves today. If God's telling you to go in and possess, whatever that is, you take that promise and you believe that. That is what my father did when we were going after the 12 acres here just behind us where the, the new houses had been built. We went, guitars and the people of the church The guitars were, uh, the the instruments and the singers were out in front leading the way and we stamped through that land, amen? And we didn't have a penny to purchase it, but you know, it was ours, hallelujah. God says, go get that land and we went and got that. So that's a wonderful promise to stand on. Now, verse five, it says, no man uh, will be able to stand before you or to oppose you as long as you live. Just as I was present with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and confident and courageous, for you will give this people as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers, their ancestors, to give them. I'm reading from the Amplified here. Only be strong and very courageous. You know, I read this passage a lot over the years. I've read it a lot, especially when I've come into um, senior ministry, pastoring Kingdom Harvest with Brian and, and here. I read this a lot take courage and be strong and be very courageous and be careful to do everything in accordance with the entire law with this word. Moses, my servant, commanded you, don't turn from it from the right or to the left so that you may prosper and be successful wherever you go. And we know this verse well, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read, meditate in it day and night so that you be careful to do everything in accordance with all that's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and then you will be successful. Verse 9, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Here he says again, be strong, courageous. Do not be terrified or dismayed. Don't be intimidated for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, go throughout the camp. Command the people saying, prepare your provisions for within three days you are to cross this river Jordan to go in to take the possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess as inheritance. And you can see there, again, Joshua, you know, he's given the plan. Uh, Moses knew, he was told, the Canaan, that land, has been given the promised land to the children of Israel. But Joshua got to take them in there. But then he's given the specific time now from the Lord. And he tells the leaders, go throughout the camp, Command the people saying, this is the time. Prepare the provisions. In three days, we're crossing over. He gave the command. The leaders followed, and they went throughout the camp. That is the order. And you're going to get possession of the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess as inheritance. And so they went. It says these next few verses, they went, and the women, and the children, the wives, and they got ready. And verse 16, they took possession of the land. Verse 16, they answered Joshua saying, all that you commanded us, we will do. And whatever you send us, wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. And any man who rebels against your command and does not obey everything that you command him, shall be put to death. Thank God we're not living in those times. Only be strong and courageous. Four times. Only be strong and courageous. I love Joshua. If you have not read Joshua, if you've not read that whole book, I encourage you, read it. There's so much in it. And especially if you're in any shape or form leading in this house, leading, in, read Joshua. It will encourage your heart. Amen? So um, just like David, you know, was given faithful men, willing people, great leaders. You know, David and his 400 men, they were one heart, they were one mind. And, um, you know, just like in the day of Pentecost, you know, the, unity is so important. They were blessed because of their unity. They were all of you know, one mind, all in unity, the 120 in the upper room. You remember the Tower of Babel? You read that back in Genesis Um, God came down, he saw that the people, they were all unified and uh, they were building this tower. And the Lord says, I mean, they're going to do whatever they, they, uh, they're going to accomplish anything they set their hearts to do because they're in unity. Uh, Amazing. We can do whatever God puts in our hearts to do if we're in unity. If we're all going the same direction, God can give and we can do great exploits. Amen? Hallelujah. There's nothing that we cannot do. There's nothing, just like getting that land and other, I believe, greater exploits he has for this house. But we have to move forward together. We have to move forward in unity. Because just myself or a few people can't do it. We've all got a part. We've all got a place. We all are needed. If we're called to this house, we're needed. Amen? So... Um, God gives a plan to the man or the woman, and then He expects people to unify, that they're called to unify behind that leader carrying out the plan. Praise God. Um, faithfulness is so, so important. Every pastor is looking for that. Every pastor is looking for that. Really, um, I love the way Pastor Janelle said faithfulness, loyal, fruitful. I probably had left out the middle. <laughs> I would have talked about faithfulness. Anytime I'm, I'm training young leaders, 412 group and so forth, I would have always talked about faithfulness, always talked about fruitfulness. I've preached fruitfulness a lot because I just want to see fruit for the kingdom. Loyalty, she put in, that's so, so important. So I've been studying that more. Loyalty is important. Back in 2017, it's just as I was preparing this word, the Lord had reminded me. We had asked Dad to come and minister, uh, we were still, Kingdom Harvest was still meeting in the Ballyoran Community Centre in bean I think we've been there for about two years. And it was during that time, well, it was somewhere toward the end of that time, then we were in, we were on, in the process of acquiring the building at um, Albert Bridge Road. But we were there in Ballyoran. Dad came in um, to, to speak to the congregation. And that morning he prophesied over me and he said he saw me casting a lot of vision. And he didn't tell me once, he told me that. He pulled me aside again and he says, I saw you casting a lot of vision and a lot of plans. And I think because he did it deliberately and he took my hand, as probably you all know, what he's, he was deliberate when he would do that. It was almost for um, to get your attention. For instance, yesterday, and I hadn't planned to say this, Hope Daniel's okay with that. I didn't ask his permission. But I wanted just to get through one. I was teaching Daniel yesterday something that's very important to learn in life. And he has this little green back scratcher, you know? And so I sat on his bed and he sat in the chair. I says, Daniel, how can I remember? How can I make you remember this conversation? Because you need it for life. And I was thinking, how will I make him remember? And I got this little bit green back scratcher. And I sat there. Like, I felt stupid, and I was just doing this in my nose, back and forward, like I'm scratching my nose as I'm talking to him about this very important subject in the hope that he will always remember his mum sat in the bed doing that. It's the one occasion I will only do that once. You understand? Dad was very deliberate when he would grab you or he'd take you aside, and that was one of those moments. I wanted to show the uh, video that we have. All our video footage, as far as we're aware, and audio footage of the time when Dad transitioned to church and prayed me and me in as pastor. It was not recorded. Is that, isn't that still correct, right? It wasn't recorded. So they, oh, we've got like a few little things, captions of Dad singing um, and a few things, but... All the tributes wasn't captured. It's, it's unfortunate. But um, we, did, we were able to capture this 12-minute video, which was the crucial part of the handover. It was captured on a mobile phone. And so at part of this, it kind of turned sideways and there's nothing we can do. But uh, let's remind ourselves about what was done um, on that day. And that was on the 11th of November, 2020. Thanks, Ryan. You can turn it up, um, uh, please.
0: I want to acknowledge that all the all your life we've just seen, God, increasing. I know you're going to down there and hold from God. Was it three years of age or was it Preaching, that, preaching, to where you are now. out of church on birth—that's almost and uh, so that enables you and qualifies you to take this people and hear what God's saying and take them forward to fulfil it. There's a great destiny of the church. Uh, you didn't choose to come here; God planted you here. God planted me here, mm. and uh, we've got to get God always in the equation and keep it there, and so. step down, you move in, praise the Lord. So I just want to pray just to thank God for you, recognizing this transition is taking place, Father, as we bow in your presence, we thank you, Lord, for we know that you're with us, we know that you'll never leave us, nor forsake us, for we always look towards you, for we need you, without you we can do nothing, nothing that will be effective. But Lord, we thank you that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us, and we can do whatever you call us to do. There is no limits to what we can do, Mm -hmm. if you call us. Lord, so I thank you for Karen, Release, your anointing upon her, Mm -hmm. a Christian anointing, but I thank you for the deposit that's already flowing like a river out of her in most I thank you for a present witness of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for a sensitivity to the voice of the Spirit of the Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for one who has vision, for without vision, we go nowhere. But, oh God, I thank you for one with vision, one who will hear your voice, get the vision, and go forward with it, and take your people with you to do great exploits. Lord, we've testified and heard testimonies on things that you've allowed us to do to today. Lord, under Karen's ministry, because of the times in which we're living, we say, Father, do great things, Lord, as you do so, Lord, thank you for the increased wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and direct leading into Karen's life, so, Father, we say thank you, in Jesus' name, so, I just hand over the ministry of leadership of BCC, right now, publicly, say this but I'm saying it for a reason. I promise that you'll take these people and you'll love them. Even the unlovable ones. You love them. You see the purpose of God in their lives. And you'll help them to accomplish it. And you'll take this church and you'll take them and go wherever God's told you to take them and to God to do whatever God tells you to do to take them with you. Love them with such a love that they won't follow you. Big, never be small minded, never look at the coins in your hand and say, How can we? With God, nothing should ever be impossible. But I tested me time and time again. Two people didn't have two need, but called us in ministry. Six children never took unemployment ever once in my life. God said, well, I will supply all of your needs in all of those years at this time. the The Spirit of the Lord filling you as the Redeemer. How can you function like an ordinary person? How can you face things as an ordinary person? You can't. I want to encourage you all by faith. That means not by sight. <laughs> not by sight. But you make judgment with those things. The devil will win virtually everything. For the nation, for this nation. And don't just be praying for it. It's come on you. You've got a call. You're not going to make it up. Not you've got to call and touch the churches. You've got to call got to touch the leaders. I'm going to say this, it's just in my spirit. I can't say God's spoken. but it's in my spirit, so it's going to be.
1: So sorry for the quality of that video, but that's all we have. And it's so precious. Very, very precious. Um, I sense it was to play that this morning to remind us who were here. But who, hands up, who wasn't here for that? Who never saw that? Yeah, quite a few hands. So that was the official um, handover after I'd been in working with dad for eight months um, before that. So just to pick up um, on a few things that were said because again, it's important. Um, I know my father and I know when he planned And he was very purposeful about things he said. So during the prayer, he said, um, thank you for releasing new anointing, upon Karen, increased anointing, but I thank you the deposit. So he's recognized a deposit that is already flowing like a river out of her innermost being. Praise the Lord. I thank the Lord that the pastor, my pastor, my father recognized that. Number two, I thank you for her present witness of the Holy Ghost. I'm so grateful to God that He witnessed that. And they're beautiful words for me to cling to. Number three, I thank you, Lord, for sensitivity to the voice of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. It's what I've teach you. I teach you quite often hearing the voice, being sensitive, being led by the Spirit. He recognized someone with a sensitivity to the voice of the Lord. And I thank you for one who has vision. For without vision we go nowhere. But I thank you for one who has vision that will hear your voice, get the vision and go forward with it and take your people with you to do great exploits. Powerful, powerful words. And um, the word for BCC, one part of it was, I have a transcript for any of you who would like that. Maybe we'll, we'll just get a copy done for everybody. Um, But for the church, there are many more exploits yet to come until Jesus comes. So keep your heart open. Keep your vision big. Never be small minded. Never look at the coins in your hand and say, how can we? With God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. So praise God. And then as he prophesied over the family, and that was so special because that was the prophetic That was Holy Ghost speaking. He had not planned to say that, as it's obvious there. But Holy Spirit spoke through him over the family that the mantle had been passed to Brian and I, and that our children were part of that. So that's yet to be revealed. All of that's yet to be revealed. You don't get all the vision at once. The vision is progressive. So that is yet to be revealed. Um, We're walking in a little bit of that a part of it. and um, But all you've got to do, he said to Brian and I, was go forward and do it. And so I've entitled this message, Go Forward, and I'm saying to the church, as pastor, it's time to go forward. It is the time. I know it's summertime, so we're going we're to just start gently evangelizing those who You know those who who can come and are and are free. And we, we, I want you to take your rest over summer as well. But come September, I'm going to be starting vision casting more, and we're moving forward in the house. And um, the Lord says, do it because God has released you and Brian and anointed you to go and to bless this nation. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So just have to hear what God says and do it. Is that what He said? But we. But we can get that transcript for for any of you. Two weeks ago, I had um, announced Robin as coming in to training elders. The only one in the church at the moment who is in in office with the laying on of hands and has been ordained by uh, Pastor Nabi is myself at the moment, Ali, Tanya, are um, training elders with me, and I so appreciate Ali and Tanya have stood with me through difficult all those, that difficult journey. They have been with me, and they've stood with me through that time, and I appreciate both of them greatly. And um, I have given them more responsibility than possibly they were given by my father at that time because I needed them. Um, but two weeks ago, I'd said about Robin. I have taken time. I'm, I'm somebody, if you know me, that doesn't act quickly. But when I have the mind of God, I can act quickly. But getting the mind of God, I take time. I take a long time. And um, I had prayed about Robin. There's others, as I say, I'm praying and fasting that I will be bringing to us um, shortly about who I'd like to add into that training elder team. But I brought Robin two weeks ago. And anybody that's going forward for a leadership position, especially heading out the people of God with a pastor, it is the most responsible, heavy, weighted position in the church that there is. Very weighty. And so I have prayed about that. I've deliberated on that before asking Robin. And I've taken another time to pray this week. And I have got the yes from the Lord. And this morning I'd like to go ahead and I'd like to pray with Robin. But what I'm doing is I'm praying. I'm not ordaining him right now. I'm just praying over him as he comes in and joins with our team of training elders Okay, Is that very clear? I'm not appointing Robin to eldership yet because there's testing going on. We want to make sure we have a strong eldership team going forward. We want to make sure foundations in this house are right and I think that's important for the house if we're going to do great exploits. So I would love you as the the congregation really ask you to keep praying, keep praying and keep Keep praying for me that I I hear the Lord and pray for the team as we're starting to function together and train together. Um, There'll be more training going in place. And and again, as I hear the Lord, I'm going to bring um, other people to be added into that team. Then, when the Lord tells me, and when I'm happy, that I'm satisfied. That this team is in unity. This team is going forward together. This team are behind the vision that God is giving for the future as God gives it. And they, are, they themselves are happy to take the responsibility that goes with that. Then we will move forward to the next stage, which is ordination. And I'd like them on that day, as I said before two weeks ago, to get a few other pastors in on that day so we can have the prophetic flow and really make that a special thing before the Lord, okay? So Robin, just come forward now. I'm gonna pray with you quickly and, um, and then we're gonna have communion together before we part this morning. So praise the Lord, hallelujah. Stretch out your hands toward Robin because he needs our prayers now, hallelujah. So Lord God, I just thank you, Father. I thank you for Robin. I thank you for who he is in you, Lord God, who you have made this man, I thank you, Lord God, for one that you have taken, Father, one from obscurity, Lord God, one has gone through many tests, many trials, much rejection, much heartache and hurt, but has stood faithful and has stood loyal to this house. And God, I thank you, Lord God, that you've seen him fit, Lord God, to bring him before me, Lord God, to put him before this congregation, into a training eldership team. And so, Father, as I lay my hands upon him, Lord, I just thank you for strength coming to him now. In the name of Jesus, I, Lord, I pray for a greater wisdom flowing in him, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that you just speak to him during the day and even during the night. Watch us, Lord God. I thank you that he would be a watchman, Lord, a watchman in this house, Father God, watching, listening, getting words encouraging others, Lord. We thank you for him, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Robin. And I've asked Carol um, to come. Carol took the session on the cross and has been at the encounter. And those who were in the encounter, I'm sure you'll say it was excellent, but she has been studying, studying, studying. So I made a mental note in my heart, next time we'll have communion, ask Carol, would
2: you take it? Amen. Well, you're not going to get all my study, (laughs) but you know what? Um, So I've been a Christian 30 years, just over, and I have probably studied the cross once properly, really, in all that time. I've listened to teaching about it, and um, I've done small mini-studies, but I've never actually went to the cross myself really and I did for that encounter I spent it must have been six weeks just reading about the cross and, and I, I just hope I can stand here and just share communion with you because when you get a, a, a fresh revelation of the cross it would break your heart and you would not despise not that anyone would or take lightly these communion elements it can become so familiar that we forget the cost that it, it cost the Lord for us to be able to celebrate communion today. And, and you know what, And I'm, I'm glad there's no children here because children should not be taking communion if they do not have an understanding um, of what communion is because if they do, they will just grow up thinking that it's just a cracker and a bit of juice. And, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but that What are we teaching them? We need to teach them what communion is about. It's the broken body of Jesus Christ, and it's his blood shed for us. Amen? So um, teach your children communion. Uh, I'm going to just take it really. There's three Gospels. The three Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all um, share about the Last Supper. And this was Jesus' last meal with his disciples. They'd been with him 36 months and if you read the whole of Luke 22, he, Jesus really puts a lot into this chapter. These are his final words that he's going to have with his disciples. And so he's trying to pour in as much as he can. Um, in this um, this chapter, you know, at the Last Supper, he tells um, Peter that you're going to deny me, which hurts Peter's heart because Peter loves Jesus so much he can't believe he's going to do that, but we know that he did. He identifies his betrayer. He, he, he says, him that who, who dips the bread with me, um, he, is, he is my betrayer. So he identifies Judas. Um, he teaches them servanthood. He gets down and he washes their feet. He teaches them the principles of servanthood. He teaches them the principles of forgiveness. And there's so much more. Um, and also, obviously, he predicts his death. And uh, there's so much more, but I encourage you to read Luke 22 just to see that the whole context of what Jesus was saying to them, and also at the Last Supper, this was the this was the old covenant finished, It ended at this meal when Jesus said, "This is a new covenant I give to you." And Hebrews 8:6 tells us that it's a better covenant. Praise God. So, Luke 22:19 and 20. So we're going to take our juice, our bread, sorry. So he says, and he took the bread and gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So I always say to Molly, Jesus took things that that were everyday symbols to them. So bread and wine were very commonplace. Whether you were rich or poor, you had bread or wine at your table anywhere in in bible times. So he took the bread something that they always would remember. He said take this every time you take this, do this in remembrance of me. He was saying remember and I'm saying to you today if you have sickness in your body, if you have sickness in your mind, cuz don't forget, his body just wasn't broken for your healing of your body, but your mind, if you're tormented tormented in your mind, if you're struggling in your mind, if you're anxious or depressed in your mind, take this by faith, Paul says, take it by faith. Don't take it in an unworthy manner. If you really believe, now this isn't transubstantiation, but if you really believe that Jesus' body was broken for you today, receive by faith that, that his body was broken. His body was broken. His body was beaten. And by his stripes you are healed. Amen? Take it by faith. Amen. And verse 20. And you know what I love about this? Jesus, it says in, I think it might say, it says maybe in Luke, but Jesus, even though he knew Judas would betray him, it says he still loved him. That's love, isn't it? When you're sitting with someone you know, We're talking about loyalty. You know this person's going to betray you. This person has sold you out for 30 pieces of silver. And you still break bread with him. And and share the new covenant. So verse 20. He took the cup after supper. And he said, this is the cup in the new covenant. My blood that was shed for you. So Jesus purposely went to the cross he purposely he he knew what he was to do he was to, to destroy the works of the devil and he, sin separated us from God there was nothing could to reconcile us back to God except the sacrifice of a sinless spotless lamb of God and that was the Lord Jesus Christ and so we take this blood today no matter what kind of week you've had no matter where you think you are with God God sees you just perfect. God sees you reconciled onto him. If you feel you're far away, you haven't read, you haven't prayed, God has not moved from you today. Remember that when we take this this cup, nothing, absolutely nothing, no circumstance, no situation separates you from God this morning. Isn't that just such a wonderful revelation? If when you take that by faith, nothing separates you from the Lord today. Nothing, no... uh, If you've took a tantrum or you've been angry or you've anything, you are completely perfect. God sees you through the blood this morning. He sees you perfect and whole and restored. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your body broken for us, for your blood shed for us. And, Lord, may we never, ever take this solemn act um, lightly. And may we always be in remembrance of what the cost, the cross cost you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangorcommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.